Hola YouTube, my name is Ricardo Lino and I'm a wheel addict. Welcome to the Skate Talks number 7. And today my guest is, I would say, a childhood hero. My guest today used to skate for a brand called Senate. I'm pretty sure most of you know about Senate wheels. He also used to skate, he used to be a pro skater for Solomon. And he had video parts in way too many videos. You might know him for his savannas, but for a while a lot of people haven't seen anything from aim skating. So today I'm gonna call Mr. Billy Prisley. Let's see what's up with Mr. Billy Prisley. Let's make the phone call. Yo. Yo, what's up, Billy? How are you doing? Good, how are you doing, man? <laughs> I'm all good, I'm all good. I just, make a, I just made a little intro about you, where I said that you used to be one of my childhood heroes, basically. We're about the same age, but when I was... Nice. I don't know, like when I was like 16, 17, uh, a little bit, 17, 18, when VG8 came out, I saw your video part like way too many times. So I remember <laughs> <laughs> I used to know like every single trick that was coming next and the way you grab your grinds and everything. I remember every single trick from that video. But the, th the truth is for a while, no one saw anything from Mr. Billy Prislin. So, what's up with Billy Prislin? What you up to nowadays? Um, now I'm just working a 9-to-5 job, you know, like, I found a good, solid company to work for and just been trying to, like, build, like, a foundation so that I have somewhere to go forward, you know? And it took a long time for me to get there. What, what do you do in that 9-to-5 job? Um, shipping, like shipping, receiving, warehouse work. Okay. And why did you say it took that much? Uh, why did you say it took a long time for you to get there? Was it hard for you to, to leave those skating days or? I guess. I mean, I just, I, the, the, I never really like had like a job or anything, you know, like, I, I didn't know how to like, like, go to an interview and lock down a job and stuff like that. So like, I don't know. My just the way I am socially is like really weird. So <laughs> it took me a while to even like get over that and just, just go to an interview and actually like hold a conversation with the person giving me an interview. You know. Okay, so let's go back a little bit then. So. You told me before this interview, you started skating when when you were about 12, 13, right? Right, right. Okay. And then when did you first start getting paid to skate? Uh, I think around like 17. Okay. So maybe you think that has anything to do with your with your problem, like you were saying, to get a job. Maybe because when everyone else were young and trying to get a job, you're just getting paid to skate. Do you think that might have done any difference? Yeah, not really. I'm not really, like, falling on that, though. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying, like, I, like, what, what, 
what really happened was I didn't, I wasn't like committed to anything like fully. Like I was, I was in college and I was skating and I was like DJing and I was doing all these things. And I, I was like super stoked that I was sponsored and like traveling to skating. So I'm like, why am I going to be sitting here like spending half of my time in school when I should be like following this, you know? And then like the other part of me is thinking like, Oh, but you need to like finish school and this and this and that. So it's like, I don't know. I just went in a couple of different directions and I never like developed any like skills that I could actually use. <laughs> so you, you end up not finishing school then? No. Well, I did finish school. Then. Yeah. What, what, did, did. what did you study? What's that? What did you study? What did you want uh, Psychology. Psychology? Okay. Yeah. And did you finish college or? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And why don't you work in anything related with it nowadays? It's just, uh, I don't know. It's just not something I felt like going into. You know, like once I, once I uh, finished with the degree, I just wanted to, you know, just find a job somewhere and just move on from that. You know, like I was glad the things that I learned and I was glad to have a degree, but it's not the direction I wanted to go. Yeah, it's kind of like what happened with me. So basically, and I've studied something that I, I enjoy somehow, but I did work a little bit on it. I've studied sports science and for a little bit, I used to be like a personal trainer and work in a primary school teaching kids and stuff like that. But then I just couldn't do it anymore. But nowadays what I do and I end up, putting everything together which is like what I love to do and what I've studied so maybe later in life you're gonna somehow find a way to work with what you studied and put it with something that you like to do who knows it right so tell me you used to skate for Senate Senate used to be like one of probably one of the biggest brands that inline skating ever had how did the whole thing happen to you? How did you how did you first start skating for Senate? Uh well it kind of started with I guess it started with Team Paradise because um Shane Coburn who ended up like uh starting medium later on, but uh he was the team manager at Team Paradise, which was like a roller warehouse back then or whatever, like a skate mm -hmm. uh, kettle. I, rem I remember Team Paradise. Like, they, they were known worldwide, so... Yeah, yeah. I, you just told me you, you skated, but you grew up skating in that era, too, so... Yeah. Yeah, but... Uh, um, so he was the team manager, and I was, like, trying to get sponsored by uh, Team Paradise for a really long time. And so, like, Shane started to know, like, who I was. Like, he saw my, like, sponsor me tape and all that. But, like, it just never worked out with the contract and stuff. And then by the time, like, I got a contract back and it was, like, a year and a half later or something like that. And it was, like, Shane Coburn was already gone. And, like, it was just, like, I was, like, already over it. Like, just moving on to, like, something else. And then, like, I saw at the VG4 premiere, uh... I think it was like, it was around Team Paradise somewhere, like in Huntington Beach. And uh, 
uh, Shane was there. He had just started like Medium, and it was like so much like hype around Medium with uh, Jake Elliott and stuff, and like it was just crazy. And like uh, I saw him, and he recognized me, and I'm like, "Hey, do you have a flow team?" You know? And he's like, "Yeah, you want to be on it?" And like handed me four wheels, like Jake Elliott, like anti rocker wheels, like the outside, <laughs> and uh, it was just like so stoked, dude. I was just like, "What?" And so I was on flow for medium, like for a while, like maybe six months or a year or something. And then like, I, it's actually kind of a long story how I ended up on Senate. So, I mean, that, that, that's just the beginning. And then that, after that, for a while, uh, what's his name? Uh, Shane Nelson. And I think, uh, Minnesota, mm-hmm. he, was, uh, he was starting a United wheel company. And he was like trying to get me on there like really bad. And like Joe, you know, Joe Noah Brown, he was like convincing me. He's like, yeah, you should go. You should go. You should do it. You should do it. But like, it was kind of weird because, uh, they, they had Nick Potterick as pro and Joe thought if he was pro, I should be pro, but they wanted me to be ham, you know, but that for and, United uh, or for medium for United. Okay. And so like nothing was really, I like, I talked to Shane Nelson on the phone a couple of times and we had like verbally, I told him like, yeah, I'm down, you know? And then like all of a sudden, like a week later I was skating with a uh, roadhouse, Randy Spicer and uh, Brian Kowski at this school. And like, I, they already knew me from the medium days and stuff. And just from being around like seven, one, four, like orange County area, like me and Randy and like a couple others were kind of, some of the only ones like back then, you know, like a small group of people that was growing, you know, mm-hmm. but I knew who I was already. And, what, uh, was that before or after v- the VG8 video part came out? That was before. That was like way before. This is like right around, uh, I, I don't remember which video the trick was in, but it was a uh, true top acid on like a square rail. Oh, uh, I remember. So- I remember that. I remember that true yeah. top acid. I don't remember what video, but I remember that true top acid with some, was it with some white skates, right? Some fifth, fifth elements. Fifth yeah. Element. I don't remember the video, which video was it, but I remember that trick. And uh, so like Roadhouse and uh, Brian and BK were right there and they're just like, we should put Billy on Senate. And they're like, and, and they just like looked at each other like, yeah, that'd be, that'd be funny or like, that'd be cool or something. And then like a couple of days later, like they, they're just like hitting me up. They're like, yo, they talked to like Brooke about it and Arlo and they're just like, hell yeah. So it just like real quick, I just had to kind of like tell Shane, you know, like, I don't know, man, they want me to skate for Senate and. Yeah. And it's one of those brands you couldn't say no. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, and then did it, you went straight to the pro team, or you f- you were first amp for a while, and then? No, I was amp for a while, like a, a pretty kind of like actual real long time because uh, for one, I wasn't ASA pro, and it was like it just it wasn't like really a thing to go pro unless you were ASA pro, like yeah, on a pro I, tour. I remember that. I remember going to to ASA M contest in Paris and the first 10 
would go would go pro. I think that was it. The first ten would go pro, or the first ten would be competing in the states in the M to go pro, something like that. I don't remember, but I remember you used to need to be in the first ten to go USA ASA pro, right? Yeah, yeah. And I had a real hard time with that because I I didn't really like link my tricks together and align really well. I didn't like hit the. I didn't know how to hit like hips launch boxes i could really only do like a go forward like I, i wasn't comfortable doing a 360 really like i just never trained on that stuff or anything so like i was doing like true spin kind grinds and like everybody was going crazy but like it didn't end up to be like a a high scoring run because it wasn't like like it didn't have flow for like the crowd and stuff you know i get what you're saying you're more like of a Back then, like a street skater, and the street skater back then used to be like a rail skater or a ledge skater or something. Yeah, like that. I was I just like specialized in rails, and I couldn't like like branch out from that really. Like I, I didn't see the big picture. I just like I just tried to do like the hardest, craziest trick, and like since everybody was cheering and stuff, when I came off of the rail, I thought I was doing good, and then I never qualified as like ASA pro, and it was just like what the fuck, man. <laughs> 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 but you end up having and like, like a... I, it, it all makes sense now you know but like and people were telling me at the time like oh you need to do it like this and they were saying it and it was just like dude i just want to do true spins and like i don't know it was i had i was just a weird way about it you had your own thing going on <laughs> yeah but you, you end up having some pro wheels for senate i was looking yesterday you even had a pro shirt huh for senate <laughs> Yeah, that was pretty cool. And if you weren't ASA Pro, how did you end up getting into Solomon Pro Team? Well, me and Jeff Frederick, I think like six months or a year before me, turned pro without going ASA Pro. On Senate, like, it still wasn't like a skate sponsor thing yet. And then, uh, so... Kevin Gillen wanted, like, he, like, pushed him to really turn me pro also, like, right after that on Senate. And then once that happened, it just kind of, like, it, it just, it like, Solomon just, uh, you know, put my wheels on their skate and was, like, I don't know, there's no reason, like, it was almost like I just went for, like, a year on Solomon, like, at, on, like, the national team and then, like, just you know everything since everything was cruising right along there's whatever you know making pros so like there's no reason not to like i don't know i don't know how that really happened it just kind of happened who who was the solomon team manager back then was it anyone that skated or uh mike wilson i i don't know if he's like a recreational skater or or not but uh he rides he rides a lot of bike and cycling and stuff Okay, and then when you when you were M on Senate, were you on a a monthly payment or something like that, or only when you got pro, you got start getting paid? Uh, pro, only when I got pro, yeah. Okay, so now the question you you saw that a few people made some questions on on Facebook, including myself. I made the question, so you know, like uh, nowadays. Of course, there's some people still getting paid, even if skating is a lot smaller compared to what it used to be. But just out of curiosity, 
if you can say it, of course. How much would Senate would pay for a pro skater back then? Back then. Uh, I, I think with all the companies, I think it's different for each person. I don't know, like depending on. Yeah, of course, of course, of course. If yeah. if you were like Roadhouse back then, you would be paid probably more and all that. But yeah, and even if it wasn't Roadhouse, just somebody like say there's somebody who's been there like a year longer than you or something like that. Like I don't know seniority and whatever you know but um well i they started at for me i started off at like 250 dollars a month from like uh from tenant and then like i think like a, a year later it went to like 500 and then like for like uh and back then minimum wage was like seven dollars or something like like seven eight dollars Per set of but, wheels, uh, would you would you get paid per set of wheels too, like realities? Yeah, it was like ten or fifteen cents or something like that. I think. Mm-hmm. Per wheel, like per a, wheel or per set. Per set. Okay. Or maybe per wheel. I don't remember, but it was like, and uh, the for the shirts was like fifty cents or or a quarter or something like that. Did that make a difference in the end of the month or not really? <laughs> Only when they put my wheels on the skates, they, there was like a huge, like, all of a sudden out of nowhere, there was like a huge, like, royalty check from Tenet, like, on the wheels because they, like, purchased a bunch of wheels. Yeah, for Solomon then. Yeah. Okay. And then with Solomon, that was when the, where the original question came from. How much did Solomon used to pay to their pro skaters? Like I know that the first guys that got into Solomon they used to be paid like the most, like around ninety eight, like Matt Andrews, Aaron Farmberg, Jochen Schmude, and who was it? What else? From Japan. Um uh, what was his name? Uh <laughs> Chiakito. I think yeah. those four guys were like the original Solomon team. But how much did Solomon used to pay to a pro skater like in 2000 2001 well the first year i was on the national team which just was like i guess am or whatever it's like you know national obviously just like in the us you stay or whatever but they actually flew me internationally that year too but um on that year it was they just started me off at 400 a month And then, like the next year when I went to international, it was it like went up to a thousand, and then the next year it was like fourteen hundred, and then I didn't make it beyond that. <laughs> Sorry, what well, did, what... I don't know if I was going to keep going up after that or what, but I was at that time I was kind of a lot, you know, because I was getting fourteen hundred there and then five hundred from Senate at that at one time, so it was like actually. More yep. than like a like a minimum wage job at that time, you know, but it wasn't that much, you know. But for like a young person, it was a lot. Yeah, and then when did the whole thing started dying for you? What happened there, or how, like how did how was the the email or the message or the call from from Solomon saying, "Okay, we're done with this"? Do you remember that? No. It was never like a, because I, I kind of like predicted it because I had like a really like 
I was just like really crazy on tour, like uh, drinking and like fighting with people in Europe, like every night and stuff. <laughs> so it was like, just because of that alone, like I think I'm not sure if they would have like even wanted to give me another contract after that or whatever. But on top of that, I was also like just not like skating the comps like I told you, like the ASAs. Like I was just like, like we would go to like like Paris for C and stuff, and I just like you know wasn't didn't have like the nerves to like skate in the big like skate park arena and stuff like that and just like i wasn't i didn't like hold up my duties as like a performer really i know exactly like, what I, you mean i kind of felt the same i never i was never on the pro team for usd but i was on european pro team and i remember going to places and like just feeling that everyone is trying to be better than you you kind of feel like you're being judged and then that makes you not want to skate it makes you want to find excuses not to skate it makes you whatever and i i somehow understand what you're trying to tell me but so you end up not getting a contract with salomon before they they really jump out of skating yeah yeah no it was like it was like i, I just got like a one-year contract at a time so like like kind of like at the towards the end of like the last tour like that I was on like I was just like had been getting in so many fights I almost got arrested and one of like the homies got arrested like because of a fight that I probably started and like stuck in uh like I, it was just all bad like like just I was a bad person to have on tour for them kind of almost you know <laughs> it kind of like like it just felt like like i i just kind of said it out loud like on like one of the last days i was like yeah well i don't know if i'll be here next year or something like that and then like like nobody said anything and like rob thompson's like no you better be here and like brandon campbell's like yeah yeah you better be here or something like that but it was just like the manager didn't say anything and i was like all right like yeah i probably won't you know okay but and are you still in contact with any of those guys <clears throat> Just Aaron, like, I, I talked to Aaron on Facebook once in a while, you know, I was hoping he would be at the Northwest Shred Tour, but hopefully next year. That's cool. uh, I don't really, like, I follow Vinny, like, I've seen his, like, wedding videos and stuff, but I don't really, like, I don't really, I haven't kept in touch with anybody, like, know him in a personal basis, like, almost nobody from that time. And then the question is, like, did you progressively ended up stop skating did you never stop skating or how did the yeah. whole thing how did the, th the whole thing happen after those salomon tours yeah that's why it's kind of weird like just thinking about like like quitting like just the word like quitting and like when people say i quit and stuff you know it's like i didn't really like intentionally quit obviously you know like it was just like it was more of like a progressive thing like you said you know like Once that happened, like, it was kind of like, all right, well, now I can, like, skate USDs if I want to or whatever, you know? Like, it's kind of cool, like, and I was still skating and stuff. I wasn't, like, I needed, like, a sponsor to, like, skate. Like, it, it wasn't anything like that. It was just, like, just, like, because I was out there in school in Santa Barbara, so it's, like, I, and I grew up in Orange County, which is, like, two hours, like, south of there. 
And so, like, I kind of, when I went off to college, it was, like, when I was really, like, everything was, like, exploding with Bennett and Solomon. And, like, after the first year, I ended up having to take a year off so that I could just travel and not even have to worry about school and stuff. And uh, so it was just, like, blowing up for me. But I was away from my my home. I was, like, up north in school in Santa Barbara, but, like, there was plenty of rollerbladers there. I, like, developed, like, new friends and new relationships over there my whole, like, college experience like going on at the same time and i just like i kind of like lost touch with like all those dudes that i grew up skating with and stuff you know like i came back a little bit like around the time of like uh you kind of felt like every time that you were going back you were out of the the normal reality right yeah you were living you were living something different from everyone else but then when you go back to your old friends and all that, you kind of feel like you're not part of their their lives yeah, anymore. Yeah, because like in high school, because when I was in high school and like Joe and Josh Petty and Kevin Gill and all those FP guys, you know, like at first Joe lived out in uh, the the 909 Valley, like out in the East California, whatever it's called, the Inland Empire. Mm-hmm. So. That was like an hour and a half away from me, but it was like still close enough that I could go out there and like do a little sessioning and stuff. But then all those guys ended up moving to Orange County like 10 minutes away from me. So like when I was like 17 and I like got out of high school, it was like I'd just go hang out with the homies and go skate and like just like that was like those were my high school friends like weren't even like in my high school and stuff. You know, they're just like from all over like America, just like two cities over randomly because rollerblading blew up like where i happened to grow up you know it's like mm-hmm. it was just weird you were lucky to be and there then, like, <laughs> so th- did you ever move to the fp house or it was just close to your place and you ended up hanging out to yeah no, i didn't i never lived there they lived all around me like they like sometimes they'd be to the north like sometimes they're down in like south county but like There was like a good like five six years that they were just like right around like right around there right around where I grew up, but and then like and then I just moved away and like tried to like halfway do like the college thing and like I when I came back it was like never the same you know mm-hmm. like I was different and the whole thing was like different. Yeah, I was like, do, do you do you still talk to Josh Petty? No, I don't. I don't talk to any of those guys, really. Yeah. And do do you even have Josh Petty as a friend on Facebook or anything like that? Yeah. Okay. So, did you saw the post that Josh Petty did like a few months ago? Like about like the just bad influences and yeah, stuff like about that. the drinking and drugs and all that stuff. Yeah. Did yeah. you ever? Did you ever felt like somehow that affected? being around those guys or i don't know i'm not saying you did or you didn't but being around those guys or doing that type of things or being with guys doing that type of things ever affected your choices in skating or your choices in life or anything like that well i mean if anything i was like i was a bad influence to them you know but it was like 
You think that you were more of a bad influence to them than they were to you, or there was it was just a whole thing? It was just because usually I wouldn't say there's like a trigger in that. It's like if you're in a group of people, there's always one that starts one thing and then the other one starts another thing, but in the end, they all end up doing a lot of stuff, and in the end, it's yeah, I mean. That's the difference is that they were able to like party and like walk away from it. And I'm like, just wasn't able to do that. Like I just like got stuck in like party mode. Okay. So you really got into the party life and somehow that party life ended up making your, the rest of your life stop progressing somehow. Yeah. I just, uh, I couldn't like balance it out. And like, at first it was like going back to the progressive thing. At first it was like, uh you know like at first like it was like oh all right well i'm gonna like like i end up skating less like because i'm like drinking or something and then it's like but i could still like have a hangover and go skate the next day and like do like awesome tricks so i'm like just not even like worried about it or anything you know until all of a sudden like then i only skate like once every three months or something and like yeah, they, I can't do all the tricks that I think I can. And, and then, then you get hurt. It's a year. And then before I knew it, like, like even when I wanted to skate, I couldn't like, my body wouldn't do like what, I, what I thought I was able to do like anymore, you know? And like, mm -hmm. and then I didn't skate. Like even when I wanted to skate, I didn't skate anymore after that, you know? And it was like, yeah, you kind of start feeling depressed I, with your I own skating. Like, can can this be the the word like it's like i don't know if you ever felt the same i i was never into to drugs or anything like that but i remember when i first started skating like traveling more and skating i i, I don't know if i can say skating for a living but yes i was getting paid to skate and i was getting more and more known for skating and then you end up partying a lot more and whenever you go somewhere there's always someone wanting to pay you a drink or some you end up partying way too much when everyone just parties on Saturdays and Sundays. If you travel all week, <laughs> you're going to have someone wanting to give you something to drink or something else during every single day of the week. And then what happens is that the next day you try to skate and your body doesn't work the same way. So with me, what I kind of start feeling was like I ended up having my own comfortable tricks and it was my way to go out of, to to live with it. So it's like, there was a few tricks that I could do no matter what, but in the end I end up losing some of the stuff that I used to do before. I don't know if you ever felt like this, but then with time you start losing more and more stuff and you start feeling frustrated with your skating. Did you ever yeah. felt like frustrated with your skating? Like probably that's what you were saying now is like you started skating less and less and less and then you started feeling that you couldn't even do your own comfortable tricks so that yeah, but it was weird because it went in, like, cycles, like, all of a sudden in, like, 2011, then I could, like, do tricks all of a sudden again, and then, like, two years later, like, it was, like, even worse than before, but now it's, like, I've, I finally get it now, like, it's, like, you have to actually, like, treat it like a learning process like you do anything else, like, rather than just, like, go try a Royale and then go try a Royale again and don't think about like what you did wrong and like yeah. how you're like adjust and like yeah, and it's, to actually it, like study it. 
and you need to adjust to it like just like you said because like a lot of things change huh like skates change body changes your mind changes like the reasons why you do it change so in the end it's 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 like you said like you need to adapt you need to i don't know but what's your relationship with skating do you still skate the i saw like um a video of you a few months ago with those flying eagle three wheel skates the question before going into those big wheels things is do you still have any aggressive skates do you still go to the park every now and then or do you still you're like more like a rail skater but do you still skate like that every now and then yeah i do, I do both you know like i would you know like i was like like when i progressively like got out of it and i got like bigger and bigger and like i like gained a lot of weight and then uh where i just like couldn't skate at all like how i wanted to so i just like you know when i did start losing weight i was like you know i wonder when i'm going to be able to skate again because like it's like when i'm trying to when i'm trying to do that for my exercise it's like hurting my knees like a lot you know yeah and like i can't handle it so it's like i had to like i had to ride my bike to lose weight for a while you know but once i got down like enough so that i could actually like skate without like hurting like mm -hmm. really bad like from my own weight uh then i started like rolling on like the i found some like uh 80 millimeter solomons at a thrift store like four by 80 so you end up buying just, solomon skates again huh <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's cool yeah and uh so I started skating on those for a while, like just, you know, a couple miles here and there, like just, and I was like starting to like get like my movements back. Like, and I was, you know, thinking like, all right, I might be able to try like aggressive again, you know, now. And like, um, I had just because I know, like, you know, I never really thought I'd like quit, you know, like, I mean, I never admitted to myself that I quit really, you know, I know so exactly I the feeling. Like, <laughs> I already had uh, picked up some Solomons at that point, you know, from uh, this guy in uh, France, I think, or Germany or something. And uh, so I already had some aggressive skates on deck at that point. So, yeah, I started, like, just rolling around, like, trying to find out where the sessions were, like, in Orange County and stuff. And I was, like, starting to get a little momentum on that, you know, like, starting to get back into the groove of things. Um, just kind of doing both, you know, like, because I like distance skating, like, I like it for, like, cardio and exercise, and, like, I, what I really like more than anything is, like, blending the two, like, making it, like, kind of a hybrid thing where it's, like, in the scene from Airborne, you know, and they're, like, jumping up on, on the ledge and then jumping into the street, like... Yeah, just where you're like the, the the feeling of just cruising around and being able to do tricks, but at the same time rolling, right? Yeah, like power blading. Yeah, I, I, I think like, most of us that grew up in the same era skating, we we were used to skates before they have like really really tiny wheels. We were used to skates that used to roll. Like when you first started, you used to just skate, right? Before starting doing tricks, you used to skate. Yeah. yeah yeah and i was like but then in the early 2000s everyone that started skating in the early 2000s most of the kids all they knew was just grinding so it was like skating 
four, five, six meters into a ledge and grind the ledge and then skate the other way back or the same in a rail. Yeah. But if you grew up in the 90s, you were used to skate. You used to just go to a launch ramp. There was no quarter pipe a lot of times before the launch ramp. You need to skate to the launch ramp and then <laughs> it was a different thing. Yeah. But a lot of people ended up losing it because of the the 2000s era of skating. It was just like skating five meters before yeah, the ledge and that was it. That was the skating back then. So I'm yeah. I'm happy that somehow the whole thing is changing and like with this big wheels thing. And I was really happy when I when I saw your thing with the flying eagle skate. How did the whole flying eagle skates thing happen? Did you did you bought the skate? Did they gave you the skates? Why did you thought about filming something with it? Um, I just got the skates uh, from Jeff Lynette, who does the uh, yeah flying eagle like USA. Yeah, I know. Yeah, so he just like I knew him from college. He was in Santa Barbara in the same city at that time around 2000 when I was in college up there. So I met him when he was like photographing the local like Santa Barbara guys and stuff. And I just knew him from like way, way before. And he said I had been with my Solomon from, from the thrift store. I was like, you know, cruising around in the ditches and just doing some stuff. And he's like, you know, we should get you on some like some newer, more modern skates, you know? That's that's cool, and you still got. Have you still been skating them or not that often? Yeah, I, I'm where I moved to in Washington is a lot of hills, so I'm like trying to uh, get some some good uh, downhill like that's twisting hats in, you know. Yeah, don't you don't you feel like the frames are a little bit too short for downhills? When you have like short frames, doesn't it feel like super nervous for the skates? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Especially I mean, because feel, they're taller, huh? Yeah, that's what makes me feel okay because they're taller. Like I just, I feel like I'm up there and I'm just like rolling. Like yeah, you're not, you're not really I, scared of the boot touching and then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I love that feeling yeah, that's too. What I really like them for. I like, I like to hit the, I like to hit like the spines and like the hips that skate parks like at the end of a session like after i've been sessioning for like 45 minutes or something and then just throw them on and just do a couple airs for like 10 minutes and it's just like you're you're all warmed up and you just hit the transitions like crazy that's sick so the 2017 billy prison loves transitions again now maybe you could go to the asa to go to asa pro now <laughs> <laughs> I should try. <laughs> so, uh, how often do you still skate, Billy? Or how right often now, do you skate now? Because, like you said, kind of like for a while you weren't really skating, but it seems like you've been I've enjoying been, it a lot more, right? Yeah, now I'm skating about once a week now. That's trying sick. to get more than that. That's yeah. that's really sick, man. I'm happy. I'm seriously happy. Like. That's cool. And do you have like a whole crew that skates with you or when you go out to skate by yourself? Right now it's by myself. I'm like, I, I, I try to meet those guys at the skate park sometimes, you know, but I'm like just tr trying to find like random weird stuff right now. Like, I don't know. Just <laughs> because like, I, I do like skating the skate park too, but it's just like I'm trying to do a bunch of different things at once, you know? Okay. Let me make you a question. 
Who's your favorite skater nowadays? When you look on like social media stuff or when you look, I don't know, on the internet. There's not that many magazines. Like compared to compared to what it used to be that you used to like see Daily Bread and you used to watch like a, a video, like a DVD or a, before that was even a VHS or whatever. Yeah. Who's your favorite um, skater? There's so many. I, I can't really say I have a favorite because there's like so many good skaters, but... Roscoe, Roscoe's like really sick. He used to be on. He uh, used uh, to be on Sanity team at in the same time as you, right? He was maybe he was still uh, an M. I think he was an M on Senate. When you were still in Senate, probably. Yeah, I think he was on K two and Senate, but he was probably uh, just. Yeah, he might have been just. Never meet the rest of the team or something like that, and have you yeah. ever? The last, the last like Senate wheel that I had, I never even like saw like a set of those wheels or anything like. So, yeah, I was like, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> how, how many Senate wheels did you got? I I was looking yesterday. I was trying to do my my homework because I didn't remember of any of your Senate wheels. I was looking around for Billy Prislin's Senate wheels. I didn't remember like in my head. So I started looking for it and I. I saw it at the STI skate from Salomon came came with those with those bluish logo whatever. But did you have did you add any other pro model from? Uh, there was another blue like another blue one like red after that or whatever, and then there was the first one was like some yellow and black. And that was the one that Something. you never got. Yeah. <laughs> all good one question what do you think of skating nowadays like not even what we were saying about like the big wheels or anything like that but like have you ever thought how different it is for like a pro skater nowadays it's like you come from an era that you used to skate and that was it someone would hit you up to go to a competition they would pay for your own travels and all that stuff and The skaters nowadays, like most of the times, they need to pay from their own pocket to go to an event or to for travel. Most of them, not everyone, of course, but yeah. they need to to promote themselves. They need to market themselves, like with the, the, the social media, and like most of them are able to edit their own videos or at least they're able to do. Yeah, they need to if the, on their Instagrams and stuff like that. Did you yeah. ever thought about it? How different it is? Yeah, I mean it's not. That's it's just hard, I guess. But I mean that's awesome that they're able to do that. Like some of them, like Jeff Phillips, like super sick. Yeah. But uh, it's just I don't know. That's like I couldn't do it. You know, I can't do it now. But that's. You know, it is what it is. Like, I mean, everything in the whole world is like revolves around social media right now, anyway. So it's like, did, did you edit your own video? Did you edit your own that flying eagle video? Was it edited by you, or you gave the clips to someone else to edit? I gave it to someone else, but I was like, really wanted it to be like a certain way, and he listened to me about it. That's cool, and. You were you were into music like electronic music and stuff like that. 
So you used to make your own music or? No, just DJing, like just uh, met, like matching records. Uh, I really like matching records. Like just, it's like a science art kind of. <laughs> <laughs> But, and like you, I remember, and it was one of the questions that some people made on Facebook. Did you chose the music on your VG8 profile, that Gangstar song? No, it was, uh, it was, at first we really wanted to use this DJ, uh, what's his name, like Cool Keith, mm -hmm. and it was like that, that song where he's like, I see the light, <laughs> is it shining too bright? <laughs> and there's like a little kid like that says like the chorus, like, I see the light. <laughs> and it, I don't know, it's just like this sick, like, cool Keith song. But uh, we couldn't get the rights to that. And then for some reason they put that one on and it was just like, ended up being like my calling card or whatever. That, but you said something really cool right now. So they used to need to get <laughs> the rights for those for the songs used in the VG videos. Is that it? Yeah. Well, Dave Payne, yeah, he wanted to get the rights on everything. I mean, not everybody... I think he's like one of the only ones that like was like wanted to like do that or had the like means to hold out and do that. Like, so he would use like tracks from his brother and like, you know, he would get people give him stuff to use sometimes too. But that's, that's But, really, really cool. Because a lot of people always like, I, th I think a lot of people thinks that back then no one thought about it no one would think about it and i know that some people had problem with their musics and music they used and they got sued and stuff like that i know that 5050 got a problem with the um, the faint song that they used i think it was on a yeah. farmer profile uh, but it's cool that you say that so people will be aware of it so you were speaking about joe philip uh, he made us a question on facebook have you seen that He oh, was asking yeah. why Savannah. Why was Savannah your favorite trick? Yeah, um, was it your favorite trick? <laughs> yeah, there was a time when it was. You know, like it's. I guess it's. Not my favorite part about that trick and what made it my favorite trick is that it's like. You go. You go from rolling forward, and you're kind of like spinning on the rail. And you do a 360 and you end up forward again, like where it's like a there's 360 flow in with it. a curve. Yeah, it's like yeah, a, like you go from forward to forward and there's a grind in the middle and yeah, you you're like glowing on the rails, so like <laughs> gliding on the rail. Yeah. I, I love that. I love tricks like that where it's like you you're going one way, and you turn, you turn another way, and then somehow your body does like these crazy rotations, like but you were doing grinds the whole time, <laughs> like. Uh, I just like that a lot. That's sick. And now the the other question was: Do you call it um, that one? Would be a you would call it a savanna, right? Would you call the other one a true spin backside savanna or an alley -oop, or an alley -oop unit, unity? Uh, the one that everybody calls a savanna, I would call a backside alley -oop unity. Okay. So for you, a Savannah is like a 270 alley backside unity. Is that it? Yeah. 
Okay, that's yep. the one and only Savannah. So if you say it, it needs to be like that because you were the master of it. <laughs> yeah, it's always the same people arguing about what. Nah, man, you're, you're giving the rules, man. <laughs> you're giving the rules. You have the right to give the rules. If you can do it without the frame oh. touching like you did it, you could. I don't know how you did it, but you do it. You used to do it with just the boot sometimes. I don't know how the frame didn't touch on that trick. Yeah, I don't know either because I can't. I can't exactly do that anymore. Maybe you I can did, now. I if you still do it on the boot, you can even do it with those three wheel skates now. <laughs> if you do it just on the boot, <laughs> I wish it's so hard to actually get all the way down on the boot, <laughs> like from those like 125 millimeters. Like, wow. Yeah, have you seen that guy, Tree Tree Rodolf? Yeah. yeah, that's. I don't know how he does that. He can do like full yeah. torques and torques, and I'm still waiting on the putt slide. So let's see. Hey, Chichi, <laughs> I know you you're gonna listen to this. So if you listen to this, I'm waiting on the putt slide on the 125s. Come on. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you got it. Okay, so we had some questions here, and from all your section from from there was this guy John Lee from from the UK he asked us from all your sections which one was your favorite one which one did you like the most of yourself BGA for sure <laughs> that was my favorite one by far too <laughs> I like that true spin kind right in the end that was like somehow like a game changer right <laughs> yeah I don't know. I just I felt really good about the true finale Machia, just for the same reason what I just explained about the Savannah. You know, it's like just rolling forward like hauling ass and like with a little alley Machia in the middle and then end up rolling forward again. Yeah, that was sick too. Like the way you used to do it, it was crazy because the way you used to do that those true finale Machias, you used to do it as a far side thing, like full commitment. It was like right. I don't know if you used to think of an alley fish brain. But you used to go straight into the alley fish friend side, so it was crazy the way you used to do those. Yeah. And always with the grab that used to look super sick. Can you still do true spin alley with Thank you. Uh, I, yeah, I mean, like, I, I'm getting true spin Mizus more comfortably so that I could eventually get there. And I think I'll get that a lot sooner than I get the alley fish friend. <laughs> what, what skates are you skating right now? The, which aggressive skates do you have? Brandon Campbell, uh, Dolman. That's sick. You, you use the wide bodies or without the wide bodies? The, those plates. I had the wide bodies on while I was on the shred tour, but uh, it's not. I don't know. I, I felt like trying something else, so I'm like, I just uh, put some carbon soles on, and I'm like waiting to go skate them with the carbon sole on there. I I remember that those. Solomon skates when you put the white bodies they become like completely different you lose that feeling of grinding with the skates because you're grinding so far from your foot there's way too much plastic and like when you do like a backslide or a torque it kind of feels like you don't need to bend your foot anymore and I don't know seeing yeah. seeing the way that you used to skate must be super weird to have like such a, a white body like they call it so I don't know yeah It just puts my foot in the wrong groove, like it doesn't like groove up in the right spot. <laughs> so, yeah. 
Now, I have another question here. You, you remember Clark Kirkman? No. Okay, there's this guy. He was actually really, really good. He's like, I think he used to be in Woodward East a lot. I don't know where he actually lives, but was he made a question which was, was there any basic trick that used to scare you a lot was there any basic trick that you were scared of like with me i used to be scared of souls like i could do like a back savannah not a back savannah now you said it so i used to be I to do like a true spin backside unity like on a 20 stair rail but if i would need to soul it <laughs> i would struggle with it <laughs> but was there any trick like that for you yeah i never really did fish brains or machios because i would always like I, every trick that I did, I felt like I knew a way to get out of it without like falling or like hitting any shin or anything, except for like a fish brain. Like if I missed, I would just slam my shin like so hard. And like my other, because my other hand's like going for a, gra a grab or whatever, like I have no like protection like to like get out of it. I'm just like fully committed and I'm just like. <laughs> I never wanted to do a fish brain. Like, I mean, I always wanted to do them, but I never felt like jumping onto one. Like, confident. Rails or ledges or both? Everything. I I hate ledges. Like, <laughs> just in general, I hate ledges. Like, but but I, you used to be good in it, huh? You used to, like. I think you were one of the first ones that I've seen doing like an alley top sold on a ledge, like like a hubba. Yeah, that's super frightening, though. It's like, oh man. I, even when I did those tricks, I just remember thinking I was like how dangerous it was. I know it's commitment, huh? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, you really need to commit to those ones. And then there's like this guy from from Germany. His name is Jens Jens Kufner. He asks, "What was your f like?" He says the five best memories that you have. Like we don't need to to number like to give a top five. Like what was the best memories that you had from the Senate days? You can. I, I wouldn't even limit it to the Senate days. Which are which are like your best memories from skating? If you if you had to to remember of something, which was the best moment that moment that you ever lived related to skating? Yeah, the best moment. Yeah, yeah. I, I know it's a hard one because like <laughs> for someone who did it for so long and traveled so much and all that, there must have been like. A the few. best moment or the best five moment? The best moment. Let's let's limit to one. <laughs> Probably just because I have to just pick one. There's no one, but just watching Aaron win the the London NIST like was just. Or maybe it was London ASA, I think. Yeah. And it was just, it was crazy. What? Just so many, just watch, just watching Aaron do skate. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I know. Was, like, Aaron, like, that. it's still crazy to think that we are in 2017. And in my opinion, he is still probably one of the best transition skaters ever. You, you'll see, like, a lot of guys, like, you know, the Roman Abrati and all these guys that are really, really good really really sick in skate park and being able to do like 1260s and double flips and all that but somehow Aaron 
used to have used to have something that you don't see it still like i don't know it just i remember yeah. seeing those asa contests on tv and seeing Aaron doing 540 transfers like still you don't see people doing them nowadays so it just you must have been like yeah. really sick to hang out with Aaron the way yeah, you did and for The difference is when you watch all that stuff on TV and watch all that stuff on video and you end up becoming like an Aaron Feinberg fan, you know, and you're just like, oh, man, he's so good. But you still don't even know how good he is until you skate with him in person and you watch him do all that stuff like first try. Yeah, I know. I, like, I know exactly what you mean. And like and a lot of times like you see a trick on a video and then when you see the spot in real life, like did he really did this here it's just sometimes in in tv yeah. on tv or on a video it makes sense but then when you get there it just it's it's a and anybody anybody who's seen aaron skate in person knows what i'm talking about too <laughs> i've seen aaron skate a few times and i've seen aaron skate like the first time was in lausanne in 98 i think yeah in 98 that was that was when he first got into solomon So the whole original Solomon team was there. And I remember it was still, it was the year after you won, yes. It was just way ahead of everyone. Like, and it was cool. Yeah. Like, it was cool because I remember when everyone was skating like baggy pants, <laughs> it was like just skating casual, like Levi's, whatever. <laughs> it was just. <laughs> Did you ever see that one? Did you see that one ad where he's got like the Senate socks like all hiked up and he's just like, it's hilarious. I haven't he's got like ice. He's got like the these like green and white like Senate socks like all hiked up and he's just like, it's like before he really blew up like huge. Like it was like right after he won the X Games, but like he wasn't as huge at the end of that thing, you know? Mm -hmm. He was still like it's, super. It's, I, haven't, I haven't seen that one. I, I don't remember seeing that one. I gotta Google it, <laughs> but it might be hard to find it now. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Let me see what else. I like. I had this guy. Probably you don't remember. There was the, there was this guy from the UK, Mike Willand. Mike Willand. He was asking, "Do you remember you and Santiago skating completely drunk <laughs> in in Paris after two young British guys?" bang your hotel room like for you guys to go skate and it was like the four of you guys just skating through Paris or yeah I was I remember something like that but I didn't know it was Paris I, <laughs> there was too many of those days back then huh <laughs> yeah I remember one night in particular when we got kicked out of the hotel and we were like skating around like somewhere like super drunk but Uh, and I was talking to somebody on Instagram about that, so I don't know if that's the same guy, but I didn't know it was Paris. And <laughs> yeah. Do you still drink, or do you still drink that often? No, I, I'm quit drinking now. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> and do, do you feel like your life changed? Like, I don't know, like... Well, yeah, I mean, that was like, that was like, before... I could do anything I knew that that's what I had to do. Like just because like once, 
once that change happened where it changed from like I didn't want to skate and so I wasn't skating to I wanted to skate but I physically wanted, wasn't able to skate mm-hmm. that was I knew like I had to stop that like if I was going to like lose weight and if I was ever going to like try and skate like that would have to be the first step like no matter what yeah. so. I got you what type of drinks did you used to, to drink? Like party mostly drinks beer. or like? Uh, like beer mostly, just just a lot of beer like every day. Yeah, that's that makes you heavy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, let me see what else I got here. Uh, uh, uh. Just give me a second here. Okay. Do you do you know those guys mushroom blading from Canada? Yeah. What do you think of what they do? Have you been following their stuff or even Jan? I, I know that you listen to the Jan skate talk, and yeah. Jan is right now into Big Wheels thing a lot. Like, yeah. What do you think of this type of skating now? That is the way that everyone is going with this. Like, not even just the distance skating, but like even the trick skating that people are doing, like those mushroom blading guys and every everyone else now. It's just. Dude, super sick. I love it. I don't understand how people don't like it. I think it's freaking awesome because, like, those, in my opinion, those two guys are the ones that, like, changed everything and made it, like, actually popular so that people would actually want to make those type of UFS frames to where you can make your skates do big wheel stuff. Like, nobody would even want to do that, I don't think, without those guys. You mean the mushroom blading guys, it's, right? Yeah. I mean, it, it, for me personally, it, that's definitely true because, I mean, I, I've been following those guys on Facebook for I don't know how long, but just because mushroom blading to me was like a thing before their podcast like existed, you know, and to them too because I saw in their little description they got it from like Nick Riggle or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I always just thought of it as like the way Dominic skates and Nick Riggle skates, like, just, like, weird, like, liquid, like, random, like, stuff, like, weird, just close kind of tricks, like, was mushroom blading, you know, to me, and so I was following that page, and I was just like, oh, yeah, those guys like mushroom blading, too, that's cool, you know, and then, like, the more their videos, like, started to, like, come out, like, you know, Big Wheels won, I was just like, what is this, or whatever, you know, like, just, like eventually like it got to where i'm like dude these guys like are like messing around but like what they're doing is like freaking super hard you know that's that's and, really, like that's really sick that so what you're telling me is like just as a proof of everything that you've been saying is like you you weren't skating back then but you were still following whatever they were doing and you were like getting pumped about it yeah i've always been a fan of skating even when i you know, didn't do whatever I didn't do or, you know, I, I always like followed it. Like I don't always know who like the top guys are or whatever, but like I should like, I'm friends with a lot of rollerbladers on Facebook or whatever. So like when people are sharing content and stuff, I check it out, you know, it's like, that's cool. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. You said something cool for me now. And I want to make you a question that I usually make to everyone that I made this interview with. You said, you were friends with a lot of rollerbladers. 
Do you rollerblade or do you inline skate? I know that in America, most other people call it rollerblading. But yeah, do you think... Well, uh-huh. we, I don't know. Like, What's your opinion about this, if you have one? I guess kind of the same as like John, where it's like people don't know what you're talking about. Even if they, they recognize the word inline skating is like... It just takes them like an extra second longer or 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 you might have to give them an extra sentence of explanation rather than if you just say rollerblading they know what you're talking about mm-hmm. and like it just kind of like there was kind of like a weird time where like that happened too anyway where it was like all of a sudden just one day like everybody around southern california just started calling it rollerblading like because you know, they were tired of calling it aggressive skating because it was just like, why are we calling it aggressive skating? Like, we're just like, we're just rollerblading. So, like, just it, it, randomly one day people just started calling it rollerblading instead of aggressive skating. I don't know. It's weird. It is weird because, like, I don't know if you saw the video that I made like a week or two ago, something like that. And there was like all the main events, like, in the 90s they used to be called inline skating and then suddenly like just like it said people started calling rollerblading and it's even weird that there was like an interview with with arlo and in the same interview he says they were they were interviewing him about the x games the inline skating event and then he's, he says rollerblading but even like a few months ago like like one year ago probably when it was the first nitro circus the the nitro games they made an interview with with chris effie like in the end because he was the winner and in the same interview he says inland skating and then a few words later he says rollerblading so in my opinion the only problem here it doesn't need to be rollerblading or inland skating or whatever it's just when we call it different names you know like for a kid starting, if you say inline skating and rollerblading, just like you said, they they might have they might not know that we're talking about the same. So yeah, that's where I see a problem, if you can call it. But anyway, just wanted to know what's your opinion about it. <laughs> um, it's just simplicity, uh, just to keep it simple. Yeah. Makes sense to me. <laughs> All good. Okay, so it's 6 a.m. here. We've been talking for about an hour, I think. I think we're going to call it for <laughs> for this interview. You happy with it? Is there anything that you would like to say or that I didn't mention? Uh, um. Oh yeah, because uh, one person asked me if I was gonna be working on an edit. So yeah, yeah, I'm, I, I'm uh, working on an edit right now, and uh, I really, really would like to find a filmer so that I could work on like a, a longer edit, like four to six minutes. Anybody that's sick wants to. I can put it out. I'll, we'll put it out there and try to get a filmer for you. I would like to release that video if you want. I'll like to whenever you publish it i'll try to push it a little bit too that'll be cool yeah for sure <laughs> that's cool so let's put it out there if there's anyone listening to this living in the washington area if you want to film with billy prislin and make like a comeback at it you want to make it like street skating or you want to mix a little bit of everything 
Yeah, most mostly mostly street skating. But yeah. Okay, you gotta do some of those savannas without the frame touching, then with the one twenty five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's that's the requirement. That's to get a to get somebody to work on the project with me. That has to be one of the tricks. That's cool. Let's try to put it out there and let's see if someone in that area is there. Is, do you know about a lot of skaters or about some skaters in that area skating or? Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of skaters around here. Yeah, for sure. That's cool. All good. Let's make it happen then. <laughs> okay, so like I was saying, and for those of you who are listening to this and don't know, so there's like a nine-hour difference between washington and south africa where i am right now so right now it's six yeah it's 6 a.m i had to wake up around 4 30 to make this interview with billy and it's 9 9 p.m is that it uh yep quarter past nine in in washington so thank you billy so much for taking the time to do this I'm pretty sure a lot of people will be pleased to listen to you and to have some of your opinions. And hopefully, like you said, there's some things that you're probably not that proud about or not. You did it. It doesn't matter. So I hope some yeah. people who's, who's going through the same will probably yeah, be able I, to kick out, out of it <laughs> before. Yeah. It's good to talk about. I'm, I'm glad to get a chance to actually my side of it a little bit and i'm really glad that i could come on here with you um i was really uh stoked when you hit me up about it so i'm really i really appreciate that man you're like like i said before i started this by saying that you used to be like i did add a lot of favorite skaters but for a long time for a long time i used to see that video part for way too long and having that that music that oh, that gangstar song playing on my walkman man non-stop <laughs> You know yeah, when he's skating the with the headphones. So, I, yeah, Chris Happy's beat twenty section. I did the same thing. <laughs> I know exactly what that is. Like with that, I remember skating with the big ass Walkman on my pocket with that song. Du, du, du. <laughs> it was just way too cool. And like those true spin kind runs, it took me so long to get them. And even like true Macios, the true top passage that you said, the one with the, the fifth elements, the white ones, I saw first, yeah. I remember seeing a GIF of it. I don't remember what video was it. Was it espionage? Probably espionage. I remember seeing uh, just a little GIF of, of that true top passage and going out and try it and like, how, how the hell does he put, I didn't even knew the name of it. It was like a. Like he spins the true spin way, and then it's like a topside acid. It wouldn't make sense to me, and the way he did it, because you didn't really put any effort into it. Somehow it felt like you said, just like a 360 with your feet somehow sliding in between. So it was like super, super sick. So thank you so much for helping the progression of this sport, and for still being related to it. For like a lot of people that say that you quit and this and that, like. I think someone that ever been that much into this will never be able able to quit. Even if you're not doing it on a daily basis, you're like your heart is still there. So that's all it that matters. Yeah, that's how I feel, man. <laughs> all good, Coming man. Back. It was it, it was really nice talking to you, man. Huh? 
So thank you so much, Billy. I'll stay in yeah, contact thanks. with you and let's try to find you someone to film like a 2017 video part. Okay. Nice. <laughs> stay skating, man. Cheers. All right. Take Cheers. it easy. And that was it. I'm like super, super stoked to have this conversation. Like I said, with one of my childhood heroes, Mr. Billy Prislin, pro for Solomon, pro for Senate. Like he said, he was never able to make it to as an ASA pro. But man, I think if you were skating in the 90s, you remember this name, Billy Prislin. So. He's still out there skating. He's right now trying to find someone in the Washington area to help him film something. So it would be quite cool. I wish I was in the area. I would be the one for sure trying to help this guy and try to film something. And trying to push him a little bit to get more, even more into it. So if you're in that area, if you can do that. If you can help him a little bit with that, that would be super sick. I would love to see it. For everyone else listening to this, even if you're not in the Washington area, <laughs> thank you so much for for listening to this. And that's it. If you're not subscribing to the channel, might be the best time to do it right now. There's like a little button saying subscribe underneath this video on the right side if that button is red that means that you're not subscribing to this channel click on it it's going to become white and then on the side of that subscribe button there's a little bell if you click on that bell you'll get notifications every time i upload a video or one of these interviews skate talks whatever you want to call it if you did like this video don't forget to give me some thumbs up if you didn't well Give me some thumbs down. In the end, just trying to get some feedback from you guys. I'm trying to get better at this and trying to grow inland skating. Some of you call it rollerblading. So let's together try to make this bigger and bigger and bigger and use this social media platform, which is YouTube, which is growing every single day. And the more we grow these channels, the more these big social media platform will suggest this to new people and hopefully new kids will get into this sport thank you guys for listening to this see you soon <laughs> cheers Vou viver até quando...